Welcome to Stock Odds. This is another Stock Odds podcast, Odds and Ends with Dave Singh and Rob Friesen. Good evening, Rob. How are you this evening? Good evening. Not too bad. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Did you do Thanksgiving up there in Canada? No. Well, we already had ours in, in uh, October. But uh, hey. You could have a double. We, yeah, we, we sometimes do. Sometimes do. I have relatives uh, across the line, but uh, we, not this time. So. Anyway, uh, hope you had a good one, and um, let's uh, kick this off. And uh, lots to talk about. Uh, yeah, what a kind of exciting, what a crazy, Friday, uh, crazy, exciting week. Uh, and then we had uh, a half day, which was really quite a half day. We, I've seen it before. This isn't this isn't the first time we've had an event on a half day like that, uh, Black Friday. Uh, there's been other times in history where something mysteriously comes up to <laughs> make a significant discount. Um, so uh, the the way we played it on Friday was, uh, you know, initially uh, buy to see if you get any sort of a bounce, and there was a bit of a bounce, and then uh, get out and uh, you know just work with uh, whatever you can in terms of your pairs or your you know, one-sided trades, working with the flow of traffic. Uh, certainly uh, had some volatility and, and went down further after the initial bounce. But um, now, it's, uh, now it's, you know, recovering. Uh, most of the uh, futures are up. Uh, just to run, run through that uh, quickly here, uh, we've got... Uh, far as where we're sitting right now the dow futures up 0.73 percent uh we've got the s p up 0.97 percent nasdaq up one one uh two one percent and the russell up 1.13 so nasdaq uh seems to be in the lead i think that's you know kind of indicates a little bit of a defensive posture to some degree in terms of tech, you know, like, you know, uh, going into the NASDAQ versus the Russell as much um, and the NASDAQ more than the S&P. If it was uh, truly just defensive, I think it would, the Dow with futures would be up more and then the other, uh, other ones there. So um, interesting. Uh, Interesting to see that bounce. Now, when I look at what the symptoms are of the uh, Omicron variant, um, what's been reported is sore muscles, tiredness, not feeling well for a day or two, um, no loss of taste or smell, might have a slight cough. There's no predominant you know, symptoms. Um, so unusually mild, I'm obviously, uh, a significant variant and highly transmissible, uh, they say, but symptoms are pretty mild. So maybe, you know, and this kind of fits into what I've heard from um, some authorities is that uh, when you get the mutations, they can be more transmissive, but they might be less powerful than the initial strain. Um, have you heard that too? Yeah, they had that Dr. Scott Lee talking a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. He said something similar too that just because there's more mutations doesn't mean more severity, right? Right. It's kind of so. like similar to what we have with the common cold. You know, there's so many different varieties of that. Uh, we just refer to it as getting a cold or whatever, but there's so many different varieties. Um, and again, you know, they can continue to mutate. Uh, probably why people need 
flu shots every year is because uh, you know there's a new type of variant out or something that they have to address. So um, anyway, uh, it's uh, it, you know it's it's probable that the market bounce is um, you know there that's going to continue for tomorrow. Um, how much of it you know happens in the overnight returns here where you don't really get much of a bite once it opens. Um, so I would focus on some of the groups that might have been the most discounted and have the most to come back, you know, the comeback tour. Um, so uh, what did you pick out for those groups that might be uh, the most discounted and might have, uh, you know, positive odds or people can look it up in the uh, screener to see what the odds are? Yeah, well, the sectors that were down the biggest were energy, financials and consumer cyclical. And within that, I tried to drill down to the industries and the specific industries were travel services, oil, hotels, motels, lodging, and some of the basic materials, aluminum, uranium, silver, lumber, copper, and uh, casinos, resorts. So those are the most heavily industries within what was killed on Friday. And I, I went to the stock uh, odds almanac to see mm -hmm. what are the odds normally and then within that, can we pick up some discount in one of the favored um, the, the sectors? So uh, for the last three days of the month, biotech should do well, typically. It's um, XBI, IBI, IBB, and mm -hmm. QQQ, NASDAQ, tech, the chips, SMH, discretionary, XLK. Those are favored on a statistical basis anyway. So if you can catch some of those at a discount, that'd be great. And things that are good shorts might be oil. But we had such a big sell-off on oil on Friday um, that that's probably the predominant factor that we've already been down 13% on Friday. So um, shorting from that point doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's a that's a bit of a rough. I mean, be, because you might argue that the you know it'd be the same as some of these uh, reopening trades, you know, like discretionary airlines, you know, cruise, uh, hotels, oil, all that area was hit. So um if it if things are coming back then any one of those is a good candidate perhaps right yeah like here's here's one jets j-e-t-s um, mm -hmm. that's an airline etf that's expected to outperform the spider for the last few days and it got killed on friday right we had some of these airlines down 10 to 15 percent in that range so if you could catch um something in that etf maybe that's a good good one right the odds are with you and you have a discount to, to come from yeah i mean i mean the risk the risk is that you know the, the media, the mainstream media, and what what people tend to listen to never lets this go. It's like if if they don't have some crisis to report on, what's the, where's the news, right? What what do they have to say? Um, you know, nobody's going to listen to um, you know the, the fireman rescued the cat in, out of the tree. You know, um, it, it's it's got to be crisis. It's got and so this is what concerns me is just they just don't when they get they're like a dog biting on a bone i mean you can't get it away right so they're gonna they're gonna do what they can to uh to make this the most talked about thing tomorrow you know the omicron variant and now there's a couple cases in the u.s and a couple in canada i mean it's it you know one it's it's like back in the beginning, you know, when when we had one case, what was it? Uh, you know the uh, 
the guy, the, the first guy in Seattle or something that got, got the COVID, right? Remember that? Yeah. Um, citizen number one, right? Um, so uh, it'll be like that. Uh, what worries me about the bounce? You know, it's like, here's the problem. Here's the problem with the trade tomorrow is if we're up too much right at the open, you know? Like the futures are already bouncing back, they continue to go up. What if we're what if we're up two or three percent? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're already up one and a quarter on the Qs on the Nasdaq futures. What if we're up two percent or two and a half? Mm -hmm. Right? Makes the trade kind of difficult, don't you think? Yeah. We're already like I think we have half the return of Friday's fall has already come back already. Well, I know, but what if it's even more than that, you know? Yeah. So, um, and then, and we're still not out of the woods on this. That's the problem. So I don't want to give people the impression that, you know, we're playing completely for the bounce. We're, we are we are looking for strategically the groups that might've been most impacted that could be coming back from that. Maybe they're lagging a bit if the market continues to rally but but uh but they have farther to go back in light of shrugging off this uh omicron thing um but you know it just it, it just depends on where we are when we open you know how much we're already at so on um, on friday biotech was the strongest industry right and well you know interesting in the pairs look at uh -huh. you know we had we had uh well, Moderna was up huge in biotech um, and Pfizer also. But look at what happened with Merck, right? Because it had some also some news that uh, it's their therapeutic is not as effective as they had thought initially. So Merck was suffering. So I was thinking that I might look at, uh, you know, going long Lily and short Merck kind of idea as a pair. So Merck mm -hmm. still might have some weakness in it. Lily probably much less. Maybe Lily will come back a little bit with a bounce. So looking at things like that as well. In fact, going through some of these, uh, you know, you know, on the map of the market, if you just look at that, you know, uh, Verizon was up, AT and T was down. You know, electronic uh, arts was down, uh, and uh, Take Two Interactive was up. Um, you know, there's a lot of pair combinations that you might, you know, look at, right? Um, so again, Lily was down, but Merck was down a lot more. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, so be interesting. There was only a little bit of green. I mean, Netflix was green. Um, again, stay stay home economy. So so the stay home economy stocks, right? Versus yeah, yeah. the reopening stocks. This is this is a big thing not to be ignored though. Because right away, as this thing started to hit, the ones that were the most impacted were in the area of hospitality airlines um, and all that stuff. And the ones that benefited the most were like, well, if we we're all going to be locked down again, which isn't probably the case. Um, but, you know, we've got to get back to our Netflix. and you Clorox know. is up again. <laughs> Clorox up again, yeah. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that Clorox something during the... Uh, you know, March, April, May of uh, 2020. Wow. I mean, it was making new highs every day and, and um, when the market was going down like crazy, right? So anyway.
Um, yeah, so go through some more of the uh, sectors there. Yeah, let's see here. Um, I, I went. I, I went down to a three-day perspective since we're down to the last two trading days. Right. But again, things like QQQ are expected to outperform. Um, XLE is expected to underperform the spider. Uh, airlines, jets is expected to outperform. And um, I mean, energy was is the biggest mover. I mean, you're down 13% Friday, up 5% pre-market. Yeah, it might have it might have a bounce. You know, it might it might uh, come back. But I mean, it was already kind of rolling over before this too. Um, like it it, it kind of went up with the strategic oil reserve announcement because you know we we felt it fairly minimal in terms of impacting the price of oil. So oil went up a little bit. But then with this uh, COVID variant, I mean, it really tanked on. And it was only a half day for it to be down that much. It's pretty crazy. And here's one more. Uh, the IWM is expected to underperform on a three-day basis and on the last trading day of the month. So you're already seeing that, that flight to big cap quality, right? That's a defensive posture. So it's a little risk off if people are going to QQQ rather than IWM. And uh, that ties in with what the stats show. So that might be something to, to be longer, uh, bigger cap than shorter, smaller cap for the last three days, especially the last day of the month. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, so that's... so you figure we can approach uh, tomorrow um, kind of a bit with a risk on in some of the the categories that got most impacted, um, but be a little bit cautious with the smaller cap still and be be kind of cautious with the energy. We still don't know how that'll play out. So, so maybe go into some of the uh, safer stuff, like, you know, some of the in industrials, um, some real estate, you know, okay. some financials. Financials were impacted pretty significantly. Do you think that was more because, you know, well, this is going to cause even more inflation. Therefore, they're going to have to raise interest rates more aggressively. Well, I think you know. the, the tenure fell pretty hard on Friday, right? So financials went in sync with that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And and we're we've recovered a little bit of that drop in the tenure. Okay. So, so we'll have to. You can't really make a decision on on financials without look considering what the tenure is doing tomorrow. Yep. Um, same with real estate is somewhat impacted by that. So probably probably your safer areas might be. Um, utilities, even though they're they're more a defensive thing, um, they, you know, when people are kind of like nervous about something, they might still gravitate a bit more to the utilities. Like mar money doesn't leave the market as much as it kind of repositions itself, right? Mm -hmm. So we might see utilities uh, bounce back a bit better. Um, Communication services was stronger than. Yeah, well, you've got the bigger NASDAQ 100 stuff in there too, right? So, you know, yeah, we should see that. Um, some technology, uh, consumer cyclical. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem going into, you know, the hospitality and, uh, and some of the, the travel areas for a bounce back. I mean, I think they were impacted more than they need to be under these conditions. So, yeah, those cruise lines were down, I think, close to 15% at one point. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was a bit of a blind side to the market, I think, for, for what happened there. But at the end of the day, um, you know, is it is this expected to be as bad as what we had to deal with when COVID first came on the scene? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think anything ever will be. This is just, we're going to have variant after variant, right? This is just like when Delta variant first came out, there was kind of a shock and hand waving going on. This is similar to that. And um, I think even prior to this, there was lockdowns in the UK and Austria. That was kind of making the market a little bit nervous, but this doesn't seem to be anything worse than the discovery of the Delta variant uh, spreading everywhere. So we've seen we've seen that before and the markets rallied into new highs so mm -hmm. doesn't that's more likely to be like that than not yeah well i mean we're coming into the season where um you know the market breadth is supposed to be pretty good um you know we're we're going into the second month of the best six months of the year there's there's a lot that the market should be firing and and being pretty healthy um we should talk about December 1st, the turn of the month effect, because um, if you got your seasonality calendar up, yeah, like that falls on Wednesday, right? So right in the middle of the week. So is it supposed to be a strong turn of the month effect? Like we have a pretty benign last trading day of the month. I mean, it's it's not a down day for most of the market except the IWM um but so it's not a strong down day uh November 30th but what about uh the first of the month is it a big up day for December 1st um IWM is expected to slightly underperform the spider spider is expected to be 0.12 percent okay. and the IWM minus 0.24 so not a really big day on that first day what about Q's we got uh, cues are expected to slightly underperform the spider as well, so it doesn't look like a really robust first. So day. it's not not a super strong uh, start to the month for December, eh? Hmm. No. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, the last, the last five days of the month usually are pretty strong, though. Yeah, well, we've got the Santa Claus uh, rally thing, and, and that, that sometimes can happen before Christmas, and sometimes it happens between Christmas and New Year's. Um, but anyway, let's see. Well, I think, I think the edge tomorrow goes to, first of all, our audience being aware of which groups have been impacted the most from, you know, last week's weakness specifically on Friday, half day. Um, and to be aware that, you know, if, if the market is starting to discount this, which it seems to be already, that, you know, there's a little bit more risk on coming back in and it's going to probably go into those areas that you know are the reopening economy uh, stocks rather than the stay-at-home stocks. Um, 
I, th I think it was just, you know, it was a light volume day on Friday. Like there's a lot of people not around, not participating, a lot of institutions offline. So it was just really a perfect day for a sucker punch. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A and, you know, we've seen this movie before with other things. And the market did come back from it. So, you know, pick your battles. Um, one thing you can do is is you can take a group, let's say, let's say the travel, you know, we've got everything from the booking companies to the airlines to the crews and so on. You could take that and go, okay, if I was to buy some of those stocks, could I have the ETF, like with the airlines, for example, could you have jets standing by? as a hedge you know that the jets is supposed to outperform in the last three days we know that it had a pretty pretty big discount but if you wanted to go into the actual airline names like american airlines and delta and so on can you do so and then you know have that hedge standing by right yeah it's a good point yeah you know that that can be one approach to lower the risk um or to at least you know have have an option the way I would do it is if the market's not opening up too much, um, you know, I'd like to get those airline stocks on right at the open and and wait and look for that bounce, uh, you know, move, continue to move and follow through. Um, and if you're not getting that within a reasonable couple minutes there and it's looking like, wait a minute, you know, they, they, here's another wave of selling going to come in, then I would just lock that hedge on right away. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the day, it could still resolve itself. We may have we may have a volatile session with a lot of waves because like I said, I don't think the media is going to let go of this bone that they have. And I don't know how people are subject to it. Everybody seems to be afraid. You know, everybody that's uh, vaccinated is terrified of somebody who's not everybody that's vaccinated is, you know, got a, a, a you know, mask on as well kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's the kind of environment that we're in. Everybody's so afraid. So, how much they buy into this story and how much the media can make of it. I don't know. But this weekend in California, I, I saw every parking lot full, no fear at all, right? So a consumer like behavior, I don't think it's changing at all with this latest variant. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's gonna be pockets of like that, you know, so um for sure. But um anyway, uh let's uh leave it at that and um good trading. Um probably probably going to be very selective on the any russell stocks um kind of going to focus more on the best in breed of the s p 500 and nasdaq 100 right yeah. having having the etfs obviously standing by for hedges um going to i'm significantly going to look for things that might be really subject to underperforming uh, tomorrow as well. Some shorts that, you know, just no matter which way you look at it, they're, they're not going to be that appealing. You know, the mar if the market wants to roar back, they're just not going to be appealing to, for people to purchase. If the market wants to sell off, they're probably getting included in the sell off. So if I can find some like that, it'd be uh, very helpful. Good, good. Okay. All right. Good luck. All right. You too. Take care. Thanks.